Welcome back to Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode nine. I am your host, Carter E. Joining me, as always, from the other side of the table is Jeff Mulvahill Jr. He's our producer of Behind the Bench and today's sponsor, www.instaimage.com. You can get all your photography needs there through our good friend, Jeff. Jeff, uh, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Had a week away, it was beautiful, and then that tsunami happened, and we were scheduled to leave anyway, so. <laughs> Got out of town just in time. It, looking back at it, it's like, wow, we could not have been there, been out on the beach even if we could. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have made made things a little difficult. Timing uh, timing of vacations for, for you and I have been a little a little interesting over the last two years. <laughs> but <laughs> I had an extended vacation, not 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 on purpose, but just just how it goes sometimes. We've got we've got quite a bit of wrestling coverage today for you as we get into that. Obviously, as you guys are probably all well aware by this point, Carson Douglas basketball from this past Friday was postponed. Uh, per Carson High Athletic Director Blair Roman, that that will be all figured out Tuesday morning once they resume classes. We are taping this Monday morning on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Starting with wrestling, though, Douglas High had their annual invitational down in Minden. Uh, pretty good all-day wrestling tournament. They break out three mats and... Uh, head coach Jake Fair actually said they had a lot more teams show up than they were initially anticipating due to the fact that some teams had to drop out and then another tournament, I think, in the area around the Reno area got canceled. And sure enough, there were there were a good 15, 15 or so teams down there in Douglas. And uh, the Douglas Black team got second. Douglas Orange was 12th. The Tigers have had enough wrestlers this whole season to pretty much run two teams at uh, any given event or any given tournament, I should say. And have done have done well. It's their second second place finish in the last two weeks, and had several first place finishers, including one we're gonna hear from here in a little bit. In Connor Morris, he's a senior with the Tiger Wrestling Team. You will hear from him in just a minute. He won his 126 pound weight bracket without too much of an issue. They got a couple other wins in at 170 pounds with Jackson Nixon, and then at heavyweight in Michael White as well. Some more results there, but like I said, you'll hear from Douglas senior Connor Morris, who is unbeaten so far this season here in just a little bit. How are they splitting up those teams, black and orange? They I think geez, it's a good question. I don't I don't know quite how they how they choose to to split those two teams up. Even that second team, I mean, they're not bringing up the bottom of the pack both tournaments that they've been to the We've had on here, right? They've been kind of middle middle of the road, if you will, and um, you know, I'm not sure quite how he, he decides to to break it up. I imagine it's probably one team more looking like a JV, JV team than then another team looking like a varsity team. But if you've got enough guys and you can make it work, you might as well get as much experience as you can, especially after having an entire year off. Um, but yeah, that Douglas Black team in second place with 166 team points, so nothing to nothing to smirk out there. Lowry won the Invitational with roughly 214 points. They look good. They had quite a few wrestlers do very well. Dayton uh, came into that tournament as well. They took eighth with 66 and a half team points. We will turn to Dayton. High wrestling coach Brian Parsons and he and I's conversation just about the way the Dust Devil wrestling team has kind of 
brought itself back on the map, uh, in his words, not mine, and how he doesn't think they're nearly as easy of an out as a lot of people used to think when it came to Dayton High Wrestling. But we will talk to him shortly. First up, though, here is Douglas High Wrestler Connor Morris, who is a senior for the Tigers and yet to lose a match this season. Just to start with, you know, obviously, Coach, tell me you're undefeated so far this season. Uh, obviously, not having a season last year. How has the transition been be- for you back onto the mat? Obviously, you, you know, probably feeling like you're doing things pretty well. Uh, it was a little slow at first, but, like, as the season goes on, you just pick it up, and it just, like, right back in the groove like you never left. Uh, anything in particular that you've been you've been really focusing on this year that you think has led to your, your undefeated start so far this season? Um, mindset, making sure I'm, like, level – like, I'm focused on each match. I'm not looking ahead. I'm just in the moment, ready to wrestle. Yeah, and then you're moving into the final six or so weeks of the season. Uh, anything in particular you're trying to do to make sure that, that record stays unbeaten? Uh, more workouts, more practices uh, at home, stuff like that. Just to, like, I'm already at the top, but I just want to stay at the top. So make sure kids don't catch me. I, th- I think I probably know the answer to this one, but what is your individual goal for this this season? Win a state title. That's what I figured you might say. Uh, for the rest of the team, what have we kind of thoughts been as a as a senior this year? What are you kind of seeing from the rest of the team that uh, you think you guys are doing well? Uh, personally, I think like the growth from the beginning of the season, preseason, to just right now. Like we're taking. I, I've been preaching like small little steps, like individually to guys. You're not going to see results right away, so. I mean, this tournament's just proof of, like, how many little steps we've taken and eventually adds up to one big step. So we're on the way to having a good season as a team. Yeah, I assume that's that's got to be kind of the message you're going with here uh, throughout the, the finish of the season as well? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Anything else you want to add while I got you? Uh, go Tigers. Thanks to Connor Morris for joining the program. We will hop over to our interview with Dayton High Wrestling Coach Brian Parsons here in just a second. Dust Devils had a winner at 152 pounds in Colby Brunges. He is 16-2 this season, so another impressive look at some of the area wrestlers as well. I have a couple quotes from him coming out in the story, which will be in Wednesday's Nevada Appeal. That's a teaser for you. Can't, can't run every quote on the podcast. But without further ado, here is a conversation with Dayton wrestling coach Brian Parsons. I guess, Brian, to start with, kind of walk me through your guys' day here and uh, what you thought of the, the team's performance. Um, I, I am loving this team's performance. Um, you know, two years ago, when I when I first started with this coach with this team, we were pretty much the league doormat, and you know now we're finishing, we're in higher places. That you know the biggest thing we have going against us is just we have a small team, and but you know individual efforts. I'm I'm beyond ecstatic for these boys. They are. Incredible. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll kind of go one by one for your your first third and fourth. Uh, let's start with is it Colby? Colby. Col- Colby Brunges. Uh, what'd you kind of see from him, and uh, <coughs> how do you think he fared there in, in that final match? Well, unfortunately, I kind of had to leave before the match ended. Okay. Because okay. I had to come over for Diego's fourth gotcha. place match. Okay. <laughs> so, but um, you know, Colby is Colby. I mean, this is his third straight first place finish. So. You know, he's he's just one of those. I don't really have to coach him a lot during during his matches. It's kind of like you just go do you. You know, 
And then I saw your son Jay, correct? Yes. Uh, took took third here on, on this mat. Uh, what did you kind of see from him? It looked like he got might maybe turned around a little bit there in the first period and then was able to kind of figure it out. That, you know, <laughs> that's almost becoming Jay's trademark is he, he puts himself in these positions and I'm sitting here going, what are you doing? And he but he pulls himself out of it and you know gets his gets his pins and so you know again it's a I I don't understand why he does it but it's working for him it's effective so I'm not really going to try to change it (laughs) and then uh Diego Diego took fourth it looked like he had to exit that last match early but overall from today what'd you kind of see from him um you know Diego had some solid wins to you know get into into the medal rounds as we call it anyways um I, I think his most impressive match was probably not this one, but the uh, Spanish Springs one prior, where you know he just—you uh, could see the guy had him on strength, but Diego just out-techniqued him, and you know it, it was really a good lesson because I've been really stressing to these guys a lot that it's not always who's the strongest that technique has to come into play. Uh, last one, I'll let you go. Just from, from here moving forward, uh, anything in particular you're you're looking to see from the team or looking to accomplish, I guess, uh, through the, from the mid to the end of the season? Um, just keep improving. I mean, you know, when I have coaches from other teams coming up to me and saying, hey, we're, we're noticing you guys, you know, because, I mean, like I said, two years ago it used to be, I got a Dayton guy, and now it's more uh oh i i got a dayton guy so you know even if i think back to our first tournament of the year the cody lauk um their improvement is just through the roof and so i i really have no complaints about these guys at all they're they're great i guess anything else you want to add while i got you anything else you think uh people may want to know um that's my cover-off question. Just, just that, you know, the, day, the Dayton High wrestling team is no longer the league doormat. We, you know, we're, we're coming. We're coming. <laughs> but there's your best look at Dayton High wrestling. Thanks to Brian Parsons for taking the time to answer a few of my questions there. Both wrestling programs kind of going in different directions. Obviously, Dayton being in Class 3A, we'll see some different. They'll start heading out to some different meets as as we hit the midway point of the season, but expect a breakdown of that tournament as well as kind of where both teams stand in the region in Wednesday's Nevada appeal and record career over to basketball. Where, as I said at the beginning of the show, Carson Douglas was supposed to be scheduled for Friday had was postponed due to Carson city school district, not having class on Thursday and Friday that Game will be rescheduled tomorrow morning or this morning, Tuesday morning, depending on when you're listening to this. Like I said, we are taping Monday morning here on MLK Junior Day. However, I was going to take the time to quickly run through the standings now that basketball is essentially at the halfway point. Obviously, we have two teams that still need to get to that that eighth game, but we are pretty much at the midway point of the high school hoops season. Over on the boys' side, Spanish Springs still unbeaten in the north with an 8-0 record there, 12-5 overall. Bishop Minogue right behind them, 7-1. Bishop Minogue's obviously only loss is to Spanish Springs there in the first half. Then we got a whole pack of teams right between third and sixth. Douglas right now at 4-3. and three. 
is in third place. If a win over Carson would obviously put them kind of by themselves in third place at five and three. Reed and Damani Ranch are both four and four in conference play. Carson sits right behind them, holding down the final playoff spot at the moment at three and four. And then McQueen, Reno, and Galena follow it up there. McQueen and Reno will be in the thick of it, though, through the second half of the season. They are both two and five in Class 5A North regional play. And an upset win or two may may end up getting them into that last playoff spot. We will we will see. Obviously, it's I know it's something that the Senators are very aware of that they need to continue taking care of business against those those teams that are currently in the bottom three, if you will, in order to keep that sixth spot if they want to make the postseason. Over the girls' regional standings, where Bishop Minogue is seven and zero and has yet to really be. Two tested, I guess, in in league play. They have outscored opponents by nearly 240 points in seven league games so far this season. Right behind them and another little chunk of teams, we've got Damani Ranch and Reno both at six and two, and then Douglas sitting there at five and two as well. So if they get a win over Carson, whenever that game is rescheduled, they will be right there with with the pack fighting for that second place spot. Then we got a little bit of a drop off as we hit five and six. McQueen sits at three and four in that fifth spot. Galena three and five in the sixth and final playoff spot. Carson and Spanish Springs are both one and six tied at seventh and eighth. And then Reed is zero and five holding up the ninth spot of the region. So Carson could still make a playoff push or could still sneak into the playoffs, if you will as the second half of the league season hits, but got to take care of business against some of those other teams that are down there. Obviously, I know they had a tough loss to Spanish Springs the first time around in Spanish Springs, so they will get the Cougars in Carson, which I'm sure will go a long way to helping them potentially pick up a win there. But that's going to do it for this episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. Thanks again to our main sponsor today, instaimage.com. Once again, that's www instaimage.com. Actually, real quickly before I let you go, I got to tease one story from this Saturday's paper. Did a did a feature story on Chris Smalley and what what his life has been like over the last year. And I think you should check it out if you haven't haven't seen it. That is online at www.nevadaappeal.com or recordcourier.com. You can also pick up Saturday's paper in most places around the area. Uh, but thanks again to listening. Thanks again to our producer, Jeff Mulvahill, and we will catch you guys next week.